Gentlemen, welcome to Office Hours Live. Yes. Nooners edition. That's right, Nooners. Where are my Nooners at? Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, how are you? How are you? Can I get a little more of my uh, voice in this monitor here? Thank you. Can I get a lot more of my drops in my monitor, please? Shut up! Uh. Well, well, well. Look at this. You know what this is like, Doug? What? This is... Um, the Beatles got their start at the Cavern with lunchtime shows. Really? That's all the, the girls would come to the lunch, on their lunch break. Were they those, eating lunch during they, the no, Beatles? Th there were sandwiches provided for the audience, but... This is like a early Beatles experience for people. With Pete Best. <laughs> All right, well, um, my energy's uh, very low. Let's go! And, uh, but it's not about me, it's about you today. I've been on the road with this guy here for the past two weeks, or week and a half, something like that. I'm sorry. You having a good time on the road, Vic? I'm, I'm living it up. I am going. I'm in hog heaven. I'm in record hog heaven, going around everywhere, going to all see the record shops. It's been really fun. So I don't he, know if you guys have any cool record shops here. Which ones, guys? Which yeah, ones? Send Vic. Send which Vic one to is the good it? one. Potatia. I like. Vic. Um, there. I'm writing these down. So Vic stays up real late on the bus. <laughs> Tower Records. And. He stays up real late with the musicians talking music, probably doing heroin or whatever musicians do. <laughs> real late, meaning like after 10.30. Well, you no. you're a, you're I a go to bed early, early sleeper. Yeah. I wake up one morning, and my bus routine is I, uh, I, like to, I get up, I go to the front of the bus where there's like a little uh, breakfast nook area. <laughs> and I like to have my little morning cup of coffee and my little... Uh, water and just uh, sit there and look out the window as this, as we roll past the country. The other day, I, I get up in the bus and Vic is splayed out on the couch, <laughs> fast asleep, snoring away. What time was this? This was like nine a.m. or something like that. But I didn't. That didn't stop me. I did. I went about <laughs> did my business while you snored away. But you're yeah. you're you're uh, the audience. You should see the crowds when Vic comes out. Oh it's a big exciting well, experience for you. Is, like, like we go up and and there's like so much. <laughs> there's a lot of good, a lot of good energy and like it's so fun with the music. I just want to keep going. Yeah. I just I can't, and I have all this energy. So now I've been going out for walks in the middle of the night. <laughs> like I went around. <laughs> I went around St. Paul the other night. Nothing was happening. Yeah. Nothing at all. I don't want to do anything after the show. I just want to oh, just like wanna, sit and wanna, stare at the wall. I play and more. I heard that if you take a bath, that's the way that rock stars calm down after a show. They take a bath. Okay. We you don't a, have a bath on the get bus. Get a bathtub. <laughs> uh, 
put in there. Um, something did happen last night at the show that was so interesting to me and curious. By the way, hello to everybody watching at home. This is a live broadcast on the right. Matt, is that all working? Oh yeah. We should oh. test out the zoomers hello. and see if that works. Say hi to somebody. Yeah. Hello. See if this will be hello. fun innovation. Sean, you got something? Oh. Sean Higgins. Hey, hey, can you hear me? Loud yeah. and clear, buddy. Look at this, folks. All right. Oh. Hey, so uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to share something with you in the audience, if that's all right. There's a competition going on. The top 10 Chicago yells. Oh. Uh, so I wanted to tell folks about it a little bit. A little bit of a story. Basically, back in June, some friends and I, we wanted to Wait, what am I, turkey trip. dinner? Oh, geez. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And where the hell's uh, your ceiling uh, fan, man? Come on. Oh, yeah, it's just this guy. Just this guy. Yeah, no. Very no bad for uh, air ventilation, circulation. <laughs> yeah, we got that guy, but you know, he helps. Um, yeah, not much of a ceiling fan situation up here in Michigan, unfortunately. I want to hear the screams. But Get to the screams again. We do our best. We do our best. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I won't. I won't waste. Uh, I won't. I won't spend too much time on the whole story. But basically, too late. If, uh, oh, jeez. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, we're taking, um, we're taking yells for folks. Uh, if people got a, a good yell, they want to, they want to submit from Chicago. They think they've got a fun yell. Um, you guys have a unified yell that Chicago people do? No. Yeah. Go Bulls. Let's get a, let's get a go Bulls. No more. No more. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go back to your Call of Duty, dude. I don't want to hear you anymore. All right. Thanks, Sean. No. All right. Well, this. The... So he never got to the end of the point of his whole call, huh? Oh no. That's fine. Oh shoot. I mean, do you want me to? What will we do? Um, Sean's still talking. How'd that happen? Thought we said bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. Are you just gonna? Are you just gonna? Dip the um, Sinatra uh, Chicago song in yeah. without any fanfare. You're just going to weave it in. I think that deserves a little more attention. You guys want to hear? Um, My kind of town, Chicago is. My no, I want to address something. Uh, so last night in Madison, yeah, there was a couple. Are they here? Do you know who? Do you know who you are? You're wearing a duck hat? Yeah, this guy right here. Get up here. Come here. I want to talk to you. This guy's in uh -oh. trouble. He, somebody's about to get their very first office hours uh, suspension. Get up here on the stage, motherfucker. Good. Sit right there. What's your name now? Charles. Charles? Sure it is. <laughs> Um, so you, you and your, uh, is that your wife or girlfriend or? I'm, I'm just here with her. You're just, just a friend? Yes. Okay. So Charles here comes to the VIP wearing this dumb as hell duck hat with a, that's a comedy hat. Uh, hey, it, respect. It, it came from a dead fella's house. It came from a dead fella's house? Yeah. Okay. So Charles... Very nice at the Q&A. I don't remember. He asked me a question. I don't remember what it was, but it was probably respectful. It was, didn't, didn't stick out to me as inappropriate. Good. Um, there he is sitting in the second row. And I recognize him because he's wearing the fucking duck hat, right? Uh. 
And no issues during the stand-up segment. Stand-up segment's fine. The music segment starts, and like we do a couple of slow, kind of quiet songs, beautiful acoustical songs. And he's there chit-chatting with his friend, like full volume. Uh, Just doing one of these, uh, like. Uh, Fucking, and I'm, listen. Yeah. And I'm just trying to, I don't want to make it, I don't want to ruin the show for everybody else. I'm just trying to be cool, trying to look the other way. And you're chit-chatting away like you've never been in public before. And then, and then folks, three or four songs in, they get up and leave. Disgraziato. So, no, I want to know what happened. Why did you leave? Uh, she, uh, she was hungry. <laughs> you couldn't wait? What? What? Wait, okay, now you gotta get up here. Goodbye, thank you. Never met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make gloves, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story. Principal Heidecker is in, in session. Vice Principal Heidecker. How hungry must thou be? How hungry must thou be? Please don't do this to me. I love you, Tim. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like an apology. I'm sorry. I love you. I love the Trinity. I love everybody. But why? Were you you were so hungry that you couldn't make it another 40 minutes for the show. I don't want to get into health issues right now. Oh, okay. You've got health issues. Fine. There, give me like a hug. It really, it really rattled me, though, because I was just like, <laughs> VIPs who have traveled from where? Kentucky? I like cucumbers. Traveled from Kentucky and then leave during the music set. I'm like, well, that's it for me, I guess. I just, <laughs> nobody cares about, nobody cares about little old Tim. <laughs> a little bit of salt goes on the ball. Why don't we do the city of the day real quick? The city of the day. Oh, that's all play. City of the day. Uh, the city of the day is sponsored by Tube Bottom Tube Bottoms for Men. Attention, men, are you sick of wearing wife beaters in this hot summer weather? Don't you wish there was a sexier option? Well, now there is. Introducing Tube Bottoms for Men. These seductive tube tubes wrap around your belly, beer belly. Teasing lookers on and highlighting your orbed shape. Plus, they're not only eye-catching, but they're also practical. Cargo pockets, hammer loops, and beef barbecue sauce. Wiping... Sorry. Let me read this again. Hammer hammer loops? Oh, okay. And barbecue sauce wiping patches are some of the options available. So come on, guys. Start turning heads and get yourself some tube bottoms for men. Available at Bass Pro Shops and Big O Tires. Doug, you keep writing yay into these, and I don't want to read yay. <laughs> Can you just say, give me a yay? Come on. Yay. <laughs> and now, Doug and Vic will perform the Two Bottoms for Men jingle that they wrote only an hour ago. <laughs> two Bottoms for Men. Two bottoms for men, 
tattoos, bobs for men, you can look real good. Wow, you only wrote that an hour ago? All right, we have a very special guest. Well, we got our city of the day first, Oh, the city right? of the day. Oh, yeah. Got to be Chicago, oh, no? Oh, Should Tim. No, I think it could be a Zoomer. A Zoomer? Ash Lynn, what happened? Are you there? there yeah, there I'm, you I'm there. Hi. What's your name? Hello. Uh, Ashlyn. I just Ashlyn. separated it. To... I love your fake house. Thank you. This is uh, Fraser's house. Oh, yeah. And cool. my city of the day is close to the fictional uh, Fraser's house. It's Wenatchee, Washington. Would you like win a fact? At, win at uh, bocce ball. Win George Washington. Well, George Washington. Win. It's <laughs> Winachi is the the original name, but everybody says Winachi. Uh-huh. Who cares? My, it's a little. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cute? Isn't that nice? So that's just like a little Midwest uh, pocket of Washington State or something. That was where all the Chicago people uh, migrated to. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more, uh, yeah, Midwest. All right. Well, you've just made the uh, okay. you just made the case that Vic's been arguing to get rid of the city the day now for. <laughs> Let's go. Who's very next? well. Well, thank you very much for calling I, in. I do have a small joke too. Small jokes. We love small jokes. What uh, are Heidecker's favorite potato chip? What are Heidecker's favorite? Uh, well, there's the Tim's brand. Yeah. That's Bruh. it? That's what I have. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, and then I got a nice crinkle for you, because I know, I know you love crinkles. <laughs> wow. Bruh. Don't, I wouldn't try oh, that ooh, joke on, uh, on uh, unsuspecting people. I would, very yeah. inside joke. Not really a joke. Tonight, Not really a joke. No, very small. Yeah, very, very small. <laughs> Hey, Tim, what's Vic's favorite vapor rub? Oh, Doug. <laughs> what brand of But you of can't Doug? say the name in the setup. <laughs> what's we, Mr. We, Burgers' favorite? Burgers, Mr. We, Burgers, there you go. We've got a great product. It's uh, oh. Vic's vapo rub. It's like vapes that you oh. can blow onto oh, your kids you to go. open up their sinus. Vape. Oh, I, thought a cape, a I was thinking pen. Vic's capo rub. It's, you, <laughs> it, it, it's for the capo. It's, it's a... Tim, I, have a, I got you a gift, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh. Bye, Ash. I need a new hat. You like hats? I got you a hat. <laughs> oh, America's scariest motel, the Clown Motel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you sent pictures of that. That, that or you posted pic- Do you have any pictures of that? Uh, you could send to Matt to show this, this fucking clown hotel. I mean, Speaking come of, on. Let, let's look at... Um, well, we should bring up our yeah, special Yeah, let's bring him up. Yeah. Um, you don't want to look at photos of... This know, guy is, that. I think, synonymous with Chicago more than even that Harry Carey. Is that his name? <laughs> right? <laughs> that guy. Who else is from Chicago? That's it. Dennis France. <laughs> the band Chicago. The band Chicago's not from Chicago, are they? It's a little on the nose. No, this guy is a legend, uh, a genius, uh, and from what I could tell, a pretty nice guy. Mr. Steve Albini, ladies and gentlemen. The great Holy one. Holy cow. Wowee. Holy cow. 
Steve Albini, standing ovation for Steve Albini, I would think. That's more like it. Need a need a mic tech here for you? Are you okay? You you can take it off if you're comf if you want to do that. You could do whatever you want. I'm good. Okay. Thank you. How do, how are the sound levels in here? Are you happy with the, the everything? How's it sounding? <laughs> Should we put more compression on things or what? You Less. Know what? Everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Albini, Steve, how many people here are are so pathetic and uh, <laughs> ill-informed? That they're not, they're not sure who this guy is. Is anybody Unbearable. here even not? This, yeah, of course. Look, who doesn't know? <laughs> duckhead. <laughs> Old duckhead. I have, a, uh, I have a great friend, Brett Grossman, who is a veterinarian, but previously worked at one of Chicago's outstanding record stores, Reckless Records, with my oh, yeah. wife, Heather Wynn, and now then-girlfriend. And uh, they were friends. They... they uh, they went to, used to go see movies all the time, and Brett Grossman carried with him at all times a duck call for heckling purposes. Right. And uh, he was relaying this story at a barbecue the other day, and I was, t today is my birthday. I don't know if, uh, if you've been informed. But Holy cow! My good friend John Sanpaolo was at that barbecue and heard, overheard the story of the duck call, and he gifted me with my own duck call, and so I yeah. now have a duck call which I intend to carry with me for life for heckling purposes. Well, you can't just show the duck, hall, duck call. I mean, I've been working on a little piece. <laughs> I'll be yeah. Well, you'll be hearing that, uh, the audience will be hearing that particular sound for many years to come in future broadcasts, I'm sure. <laughs> Ken Vandermark and I are going to be doing a set at the Hungry Brain later tonight. I bet. Uh, well, yes, it's, it's, uh, it is notable that today is your birthday. It's an exciting day. We wanted to honor that and celebrate it, correct, uh, Captain? Yeah. We wanted to just acknowledge that because it only comes once a year. Do we have somebody here that can help? Uh, we, we have no music? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what an entrance. <laughs> Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, Steve Albini. 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 Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, Steve Albini. Happy birthday, Steve Albini. Steve Albini, Steve Albini, Steve Albini, Steve Albini, Steve Albini. All right. Want to welcome? What's your what's your clown uh, nomenclature? Rainbow the magical clown from Discount Clowns came in from. Uh... <laughs> what kind of savings did you get on I this one? I don't know how to turn it on. Hello, hello. I I don't do wireless. So oh. Okay. Uh, can we get this to work? Oh, it is working. There. Here we go. There we go. There, no. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay. Oh, I'm the happiest birthday clown, most excited clown in town. Since Ron McDonald can't be around, I've come to sing to you. Whoa, whoa, I'm as happy as I can be. Come to sing to Steve, you see. 
come to sing to Albini, I've come to sing to you. Now, Steve Albini, it is your day today. You are 60, happy birthday, I do say. Whoa, whoa, I'm the happiest birthday clown, most excited clown in town since Ron McDon can't be around. I've come to sing, clown calls to bring. Come to sing to you. Ha, 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 ha. Come to sing to you, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. A Have a great rest of your day. You too, sir. That was very thoughtful. Very, very, very thoughtful. I appreciate it. I have so much to say, but let us take a moment and uh, allow happiness the clown. Thank you, happy. Uh, what was it again? Rainbow, thank you. See yourself. Uh... I, I have a theory. You want to hear my theory? Uh, the scheduled clown was not, uh, had an illness, and uh, perhaps the, uh, the woman doing the bookkeeping over here at Balloons and More got the last-minute call up to duty. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I have been trying to think of, like, retirement career, like post-career yeah. occupational opportunities, and I'm, I'm seeing doors open. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a flow bar there. Uh, what, a, what a move to give me the, the, her card. I mean, <laughs> I was we've already scheduled the clown. Like, we don't... Can, can, I, can I show you a move that yeah. uh, my, my good friend John Novotny does when he's given a business card from mm -hmm. someone? Yeah. In conversation. We'll, let's be, say we're talking about something and you hand me your card. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, by the so, way, here's my card. Oh, man, that's fantastic. I appreciate okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great... Uh, let's see if I have it in my... I have... Uh, tell me a little bit about... Uh, uh, like what you've been working on or something. Right? Oh, uh, I have a bunch of new projects coming up. Like m uh, most of next oh, week, cool. I'm going to be... Let me give you my card. <laughs> it says nobody cares. <laughs> Checkmate. I also got this uh, phony vaccination card. It's like a... Oh, that, that's from the CGC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's do this. Let's play a game. We have a fun game that we love to play with, uh, you know, certain people this game really works well with. Some uh, don't know what to do with it. Tom Sharpling kind of was the first uh, that we used this game with. And uh, you know Tom Sharpling? Yeah, good guy. Um, this game is definitely sure. No thanks, but God bless if you're into that. Uh, I should read that again. Thanks. <laughs> Wait. Definitely is one. Okay. That's one option. Sure. No thanks, but God bless if you're into it. And then fuck that. Okay. Okay? So just you randomly... Uh, chocolate chip cookies. Definitely. Adopted rescue dogs. Definitely. Pro Tools. What's the one where I don't give a shit about it? Uh, sure. Sure. Or no thanks, no, but no, God no, bless. No thanks, but God okay. bless. Uh, E-22s. Definitely. U-47s. Definitely. The Doobie Brothers. Fuck that. Fuck that! 
Mr. Albini, staying clear of China Grove. Okay, Tom Waits. What's the one one up from fuck that? Again? Yeah. Yeah, this is no, I'm with you. No, no thanks, but God bless if you're into it. No that. thanks. Yeah. God bless if you're into that. I mean, I might, I think because, I think because of his early career, I would be uh, sure. But that later weirdo stuff is for the birds. I, I, <laughs> it's shocking for people when we go it, there. But, all of it missed me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Pitchfork Media. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with fuck that. Okay. Next question. I was on the cusp between not caring about it and actively hating it. And I yeah. think well, you know what got me? I've talked about this before, but they, um, they did that thing where they retroactively regraded records. Yeah. That was fucked. That was, yeah. that was a mental patient thing to do. I mean... Like when they downgraded shit was like... What do you do? What the fuck is the point of that? Like if the world is coming to an end. If you're going to do that, <laughs> if you're going to do that, you owe it to your audience and history and the record it itself to come with an article saying we were so wrong about this. Yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, Green Jello is terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, Grant. Some of this I don't even know. Grant. Uh, Ach- Achats, what's that? Achats, I believe. Grand Achats. Achats. Okay. <laughs> what do we What do we think? Definitely. Definitely. He's a food um, guy too. Yeah. Okay, Grant Achat. Lee Buffalo. What's the one for? I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, no thanks, but God bless if you're into that. I think that yeah, would be safe. Sure, yeah. sure. Thanks, uh, I feel like that's I feel like that's damning someone's life's work with yeah. ignorance on my part. Sure, if and you're not familiar, un- you can also pass. There f- no it feels unfair. You can pass. I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna pass. Uh, Dave Grohl. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. F- uh, Foo Fighters. <laughs> Everybody has to start somewhere, you know. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Star Wars. Enough already. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that, right? Next question. Lord of the Rings. Unfamiliar. Okay. Uh, Pequods. Tasty, a little pricey. Is it? Little, I don't worry about those things. You li- know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much could pizza possibly be? Sure. Yeah. Let's go with sure. sure. I haven't. That might be my first sure. Uh, Mr. Beef. Sure. Into the shores. Um, Orange Amps, the uh, brand Orange Amps. Strong demarcation between the 60s, early 70s. uh, uh, Matthews made orange amplifiers from the UK and then the revived brand from the 2000s onward. Strong demarcation. We have a definitely and a sure. Okay, so there is a big difference. Yeah. Dave Matthews? Are you? Are you? Uh, is it Dave Mathias? I think that might be his name. I think. It what might. do you think any, in general are any, about? Are there any black metal people here? Is it Dave Mathias? Yeah. Are the, what do you think? Uh, what do you think in general of like reissued amps? Like, because I've got a a, fin, a Fender Princeton that I'm using on stage. That's a reissue from recently, and I wouldn't know if I would be able to tell any difference. Yeah, I have. It, given my profession, I'm yeah. a recording engineer. I have worked with a lot of old amplifiers and a lot of new amplifiers made to 
be like old amplifiers, and you can't fool Mother Nature. You really can't. All the reissued stuff, some of it is okay, mm-hmm. but none of it is none of it is built the same way, none of it uses the same components, none of it has the luxury of having survived as a treasured piece of equipment over a long period of time. So like basically nothing new sounds old. So you believe in in the, the good the, the vintage gear. You're a vintage gear guy. It's not just for looks, it's not just for like collectors, but you there there this is an involved discussion that I don't want to have on stage. I don't either. But, uh, I don't know why I'm going the, down this road. I don't no, care. You're a, you're, a, yeah. you're a fucking psycho to ask me this yeah, I question. Yeah, I know, Because I'm going to... Uh, um, but we'll cut your mic as soon as it becomes uh, unbearable. Upper, on the premise that there are 100 identical amplifiers made in 1963. Right. And most of them are okay. Some of them are awful. Two or three are really fantastic. Those two or three are going to be maintained meticulously by the people who make their living with them and who love them and they're going to be they're going to survive a long period of time because they were the good ones right, right? The pounding there's a the great filter the great filter of crap nobody has a 40 year old pv amplifier <laughs> that it, well actually that's not true Everybody has a forty. Gorilla? Every Remember single, the gor- every the gorilla single amps? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they have a switch on the front that says tube stack. No. Yeah, oh, right. Fantastic. Um, all right, back to the list. Uh, we'll get off amps here. Dinosaur Junior. Yeah, definitely. Peg Boy. Definitely. WGN. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one that's one up from fuck it? God bless. God bless. Yeah. WTTN. God bless. Wait, wait, don't tell me. God bless. <laughs> Which one's wait, wait, don't tell me? That's the one you don't like with the... That's the, oh, wh- no, that's the one game like. show. What's that? That's the mock game show. The oh, my God. That's, uh, can you believe that one, that show? That, that's a fuck that for me. The laughs that those people get drive me insane. Like, it's like that if I had just said, like, fish are wet. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, what is George W. Bush? What does the W stand for? Weirdo. <laughs> Peter Sagel. <laughs> I was in St. Paul at the uh, the home of where they do the Prairie Home Campaign with that right. creep Garrison Keeler, and it was, <laughs> took me all my might to not make that a big thing during the show. <laughs> It's always the low-key guys that are sex pests. Uh, uh, All I did was send her uh, an email that contained a picture of my pubic hair. (laughs) I don't see what the big deal was, but I guess you can't have female friends at work. I'm doing the sound effects. Uh, uh, You know the the sound effects? (laughs) And our musical guest, the Christmas sweater. (laughs) Oh, the following segment is brought to you by Oatmeal. If you'd like to uh, stick your finger in my ass, see me in the green room. Bob Odenkirk had the funniest remark about that Prairie Home Companion. He's like, it's like nostalgia for something that no one remembers. (laughs) Okay, uh, last one. Husker Du. Definitely. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Holy shit. 
Um, there, there, there were some meatballs in there. There were some real meatballs. I know. In there, I would have done the list very differently, but I've been very busy. But there were also things that I've literally <laughs> never thought about before. Good. So. Does anybody have one for for Steve? Uh, an off the cuff question they wanted to ask. Uh, get the, get his scale. Get his list. Parquet courts. What's the one where I don't know or give a shit about that thing? I think that's just the pass or the shore or the no thanks. Uh, but it can't be no thanks. I've heard they're good. Uh, I have one. Urge overkill? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have another one, but what, what's, urge, what's urge overkill? Yeah, fuck it. What were they? They did that, <laughs> they did that, Neil, Diamond they did that. that Neil Diamond cover. That's the only thing I know. What about... That's a, you're, you're, you're in a very large population there. What about yeah, what about uh, what about Spotify? Is there one below? Fuck that! Whoa! <laughs> now, do you are you a person that differentiates streaming from Spotify, or do you have a? Yes. Are you so? Do you have very like specifically? Spotify has it has engaged in the practice of forming a trust with major record labels, whereby the exploitation of the artists benefits Spotify and the major record labels without paying anything of significance to the artist. Other streaming services also pay meagerly, but they have not engineered it into a profit-sharing arrangement with the record labels to the extent that Spotify has. And uh, my bands have removed all of their music from Spotify. Yeah. Spotify is a, uh, a, a patently evil company, and they do harm to the music scene, and they are callous about it, and they sh I, I don't... I, I, yes, I don't. I agree with that. You made uh, thank you for saying that and for, and for being eloquent about it. I I feel like it's a it's a battle I have lost personally. I feel yeah. like I can't like too many people have just like decided they sure. can't live without it, and it affects you know how the label my label is just a small little label, and they're sure. just like I don't we can't just take it off like we can't do it. And I and I mean, they, if I really made them do it, we could do it. But I'm just not Neil Diamond or Neil yeah. Young. Yeah, everybody. Um, like er I can't. Everybody has a threshold with yeah. where that's like, you know, that's actually going to cost me something. You know, yeah. or, and and I totally understand the practicalities of right. needing to, needing or wanting your music to be out in front of an audience, and that's the largest audience. I get it. Um, I'm. I'm set, soothed by the, the notion that all of these streaming services are a temporary solution to an information blockage, and in a relatively short period of time, I believe they'll all be obsolete, and there will be something else that supplants them right. that won't be so exploitative. But for the moment, streaming is basically radio. Yeah. Radio never paid anything, and radio right. is always brutally corrupt. And Do you think, do you foresee, uh, and I ask you this because I do, um, a uh, a period in the near future, maybe it's happening now, where AI is beginning to wholly create music on its own, and then that becomes like the garbage that you hear at the mall. Yeah, like, I mean, if you if you on the premise that most music is awful, it's relatively easy to create awful music. Yeah, right. Yeah, just it's algorithmic, it's numbers, it's math. It's or it's you take taste factors that people have already. You know, like deemed acceptable or good, and then you like jumble them together. I mean, there have been a lot of experiments with that. Um, there, there, there was a, uh, a thing called the Music Genome Project that was the uh, um, the technical origins of the Spotify, not Spotify, um, Pandora music system. Uh -huh. 
um, where people listened to music and rated it on uh, on you know some large number of categories. Fuck like, that. Uh, no, no, no. no, no like no, up to a uh, hundred things like. Yeah. Like, Definitely. Uh, minor key melodic, minor key right. a melodic, minor right. key tonal, minor, you know, like major key, you know, like uh, like all of these different aspects of the music were were rated and given a score, and then similarly scored music was then played uh, was then sort of algorithmically played as part of stream. So, like for example, if you entered the the perfect seed for the Pandora engine was television's Marquee Moon, because every <laughs> single song that it recommended after that was pretty good. Right. Um, strikingly, a terrible seed for the Pandora uh, engine was Black Sabbath, hmm. because you got a couple of Black Sabbath songs, but you got a lot of trash. Right. You know? Yeah, metal, like just 80s metal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you get uh, Ozzy uh, and uh, what's her name doing Winter Wonderland? What was that one? Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh. what, what was that, Vic? Hey, oh, Vic, wake sorry. up. I was looking for a drop. Um, <laughs> Snow bells ring. Yeah. Who was that? Snow bells ring. Ozzy and uh, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you can see that happening with music. I think you could probably, like the data that... The data... The data that Netflix is getting about what people watch, you could easily start making like true crime dramas with fully AI. Um, anyways. You gotta play you can play that for Steve. Play that. What is this? Listen to this. <laughs> That's the Prince of Darkness. He can really hold that note. Like, Do we, have really the, we don't have the video of it though, right? Oh yeah, we got it. <laughs> they have like a supercomputer set up in the studio for that thing. That engine that audio engineer. Go back a little bit. Take it from the very, the very top, the very top. <laughs> they brought Ozzy in from the street after he was flashing people in the street. That's what he looks like. They, they, they used Michael Jackson, Taron Wardrobe people though. It looks like Corey Feldman a little bit. Uh, no teeth. There's no teeth there, right? No teeth. <laughs> teeth have been fully removed. my teeth out. I can't sing anymore. I keep biting my, I keep biting my tongue. Take my teeth out, please. Sorry. Yeah. I... I have an I have an extremely soft spot I for Ozzy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah. I, well, this got awkward. I apologize. Mama. You were just mocking a disability. It's okay. oh. <laughs> you know what's funny is when people are in pain and suffering. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Mama, I shouldn't have done the shaking. <laughs> um. Well, you're a poker player? <laughs> Speaking of disabilities... Uh, can I play a sound effect and then he can say F that or... Sure. sure. Okay. Mother! Oh. Oh. Okay. 
that's the single most evil moment in music. Is, really? Is, is uh, Danzig saying the word mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, there's an informal dice game that some friends of mine and I play called Kariki. Okay. Right. right. Cool guy uh, alert. And it's... <laughs> And when, you, when you, you roll two dice, and then you look under the cup, and you declare the value of the dice that you just rolled, right? And in, in that game, different uh, values of the dice have different nicknames, colloquial nicknames that okay. are sort of regional. Um, so, for example, uh, double ones is snake eyes, mm -hmm. right? Or evil eyes, or evil, right. or Danzig, or mother! <laughs> Mother! <laughs> so, uh, yes, and, then, and uh, double twos, of course, is Nixon's. Um, okay, yeah, I like um, this. I like this. Double threes is Scouts, Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts, right? Scouts uh, Honor. Double fours is Walnuts. Can you, I, I'm, I'm asking you as a student of comedy yeah. if you can imagine why? why double fours is called Walnuts. Something to do with oh! testicles? There was an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show oh. where he uh, had a dream that um, all of his friends had been replaced by space aliens who subsisted on nothing but walnuts, <laughs> but they had no thumbs. The space alien replacements had no thumbs, so they needed to keep humans around to crack the walnuts for them. <laughs> That's when a writer's room is out of ideas. They're like, let's have him have a dream. More Amsterdam. Who knew Maury Amsterdam was like a, a, an early psychedelic experiment? Yeah. Um, well, what are we doing, Matt? I feel like we, we have other, we have like a musical guest and yeah, stuff. I just we, want to check in on the time. Yeah, right? we, we can, we can, can check in with uh, the audience. We oh, can yeah, let's do one more and then maybe move I'd say on one question for Mr. Albini, maybe from the Zoom room. Or so we can do more drop. Oh, you more drops, more drops. The, the better, huh? Tons of them. <laughs> no good. What's the, what's the very very top one? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know what's annoying for me? Like, I don't. I I'm I'm like a little agnostic on ACDC. Like I think they're funny. I think it's generally funny music. Maybe. Okay. Like it's it's silly. It's like very. Yeah, it's like sure. self consciously like like it's ob it's like singing about big balls and like yeah. just it's not. I don't. I hope they're not taking themselves seriously. I don't think they are. But maybe. I like, I think it's deadly serious to them. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think. I mean. Yeah, I Malcolm Young is maybe the greatest gu rhythm guitar player ever to have lived. And he never yeah. graduated school. That rhythm section is bulletproof, and they made, they made two absolutely perfect records right. at, with two different vocalists, Right. Yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not anti-ACDC, but our sound guy on the road here uses, uh, what song does he use? Back in Black. Back in Black to, to like test tune, the speaker, tune, tune, tune the speaker. Yeah. Is that a common song to do that yeah, with? Yeah, it is, it, is it is a perfect recording, perfect rendering. The shocking thing is that the producer of that record is a guy named Robert Mutt, Mutt Lang, right? Sure, yeah. And essentially every other record he's ever made has been garbage. <laughs> like, all of his records are these incredibly fluffily produced, very, like, manicured, yeah. like, um, Def Leppard, uh, Shania yeah. Twain. hate the way those things sound. Like, just, like, creamy, smooth, overbearingly, yeah. pretty, yeah. like, mannered records. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, girls. But, but those... Those ACDC records are simple and brutal and powerful yeah. and unlike any... Like, they must have had to strap him into a chair with a belt, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like 
how Phil, how Phil Spector wasn't really involved in All Things Must Pass, they say. He was kind of came in and out. He didn't really... Friend of yours? I... Phil Spector? <laughs> <laughs> how, wait, how about this one? Fiji's? Yeah. Okay, if you're like, if you're into it. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, I never really got what people was so great about the Bee Gees. I mean, you know. David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> did you did Bowie. you say Bowie? Did, did you Bowie ever? Yeah. Did Bowie? I was I was wondering. Did you ever? Uh, did he ever come to you to record? No, never Bowie. crossed paths with him. No, I have friends who have worked with him and he must speak have been very a, highly. I've heard it is Steve Albini. <laughs> He's supposed to be making great records. <laughs> Can we get him on the record? I wonder if he would like to produce my next record. Mick Jagger. I like the way that he records drums, yeah? He's got a good, good ear for drums. Wait, I got another one that I'm curious about. Uh, I can barely see the road from the heat coming off. Oh. Yeah, we're running a little bit hot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All corny music has its charms, yeah. right? And some people elevate it to art. And uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's a. Have you? Are you familiar with the? I mean, clearly you are. But there are there are uh, uh, available isolated yes tracks. Oh, they have them. The boys have have them them all right here. The David Lee Roth vocal performances. David Lee Roth isolated vocal performances are absolutely acrobatic. Like, yes, there's, crazy. It's, it's otherworldly the things he can do with his voice in service of some of the dumbest songs yes, ever. Yes, yes. You know. There was... Um, <laughs> I felt terrible, though, because... Uh, he does a thing that is the... There's a thing. Um, there's a thing called polytonal singing, where you can split your voice, and right. the, har- the harmonic of your, of your voice creates a second pitch yeah. above or below, like the Tuvan throat singers do it. Yeah, yeah. And there are some there are some classical disciplines where there's a nasal note and that creates a second tone. Anyway, he does that in almost every one of his like high shrieks. Right. His voice. All right. Let- and it, it's it's in, it's incredibly taxing like that like I'm surprised his vocal cords survived and he didn't end up hospitalized. Well, I I uh, I, lo- I agree with everything there. I love David Lee Roth. There there was this clip though that came up. I should send it to you guys, but it's it's him like from 20 maybe 20 years ago, which is now it, does, it seems like a long time ago, but anyways, he uh was on the Howard Stern show with a with a three-piece acoustic band. So he had an acoustic bass, an acoustic guitar, and a guy with bongos. Early morning, like seven or eight in the morning. And he was there to like do this medley of... <laughs> and he was not in... He you could feel him being like very embarrassed because that music does not sound good broken down into an acoustic experience. Yeah, and I buy it. He's just kind of like... It's very embarrassing and he's not able to hit certain things. And I'm going to hit you with one. Go ahead. Howard Stern. Definitely. Tim Heidecker, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was really good. What a funny guy. I mean, oh, I mean, it was hysterical. <laughs> it was funny. It was really you good. Walked into that one. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I kind of have stopped listening uh, mo- for the most part. I think it's gotten a little 
I think it, he See, might be past his my, due or whatever, but... It's weird that you're sort of pining for the days of old Howard Stern. I was only ever exposed to Howard Stern in his sort of his ascent and his heyday when it, like, it was just nonstop mocking disadvantaged yeah, people and, and uh, strippers. I would, and I would bend you over that. I would do you from yeah, behind. Yeah. No, I don't like... I never like that. I, I mean, never that liked was that. It. that. No, was, it, that was it, it. That it was really, the whole, whole show. It wasn't. Sucky. Lovey, lovey. Mommy, mommy. The things that I loved about it were... We they should were, sit you the, on the Sibian for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it right, was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. stuff never appealed to me, but there was... I mean, it was a four-hour show every morning, so I think there was great interviews. There was also like them talking about the interpersonal dynamics of the, of the crew and the, the other people on the show I thought were always really funny, and his stories about his own personal life and... Uh, yeah. Does anyone agree with that? There I, mean, was I think a, there was. I need my there, audience here, but. Yeah. Come on! And his take on the news. And his For take me, on the, there was a gawking quality about it. Oh, where, yeah. Like just dragging people in front of you to point at them. Yes. A, that made me hate him, every, right. his show, everyone that was, all of his supplicants. All the all the people that were yes like, a cult a cult of personality the people that were there, tuned yeah. into that like yeah let's make fun of short people yeah you know, like, you know I, I I I hear you something about it was just awful and not yeah awful in a way that didn't enlighten I I totally get being awful in service of an idea right but, no it was just uh, what was they say shock yeah shock and ratings and everything but uh, all right one more. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> How can, well, how, won't do a, what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> One more. Go ahead. Well, that, won't do what you tell me. Yeah, very interesting that a sort of, that a um, uh, a band that operated of... a band that operated exclusively within the corporate system. Yeah, would be. Um, would be presented as an anti-corporate, anti-capitalist, radical thing, you know, while playing the fucking State Farm Normo Dome, right. you know, whatever. Uh, uh, I think Tom Morello is a, an interesting guitar player. I think a lot of the themes of Rage Against the Machine's music uh, were new to a lot of their audience, yeah. and I think there is some... Uh, informational value to it. Yeah. Um, the the music left me fairly cold. Yeah. But that's a taste. That's a matter of taste, and yeah. I don't think taste matters that much. Bad of the ball. George Thorogood, <laughs> also a guy whose values, uh, his uh, liberal values, were so much a part of his act, but also operated within the major label system. <laughs> so, the Delaware Destroyers destroy message. the capitalist uh, oligarchy. Do you know why they're called the Destroyers? Uh, I thought it was t because they wanted to destroy the capitalist oligarchy. No? <laughs> George Thorogood sponsored a semi-pro baseball team called the Delaware Destroyers. And <laughs> all the people in his band and his crew were the Delaware Destroyers baseball team. And wow. They, yeah. So the, he, was, he was doing that before he was... A, uh, I mean, it was just simultaneous. Okay. So, I, heard, I have heard a second-hand story that I, I have never made an attempt to verify. Okay, we'll take that. Okay. That, that, uh, you're not, I, you're not under oath. I very much want this story to be true. Um, George Thorogood was friends with Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan's son in the, the band The Wallflowers. Went to go see The Wallflowers play, went backstage to hang out. Bob Dylan is backstage. Jacob Dylan's father, Bob Dylan. Yeah. 
famous songwriter, American songwriter. Yeah, we're familiar. Okay. Uh, Tim knows about him. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like Bob Dylan in a lot of ways. <laughs> I'm like Dylan. And George, George Thorogood in, uh, thinks, uh, this is, I, I can't pass up this opportunity. And so he, he's, he makes his way over to Bob Dylan, who's by himself, and he's like, excuse me, I don't, mean, I don't want to disturb you. I just wanted to tell you that your music has meant the world to me. And uh, I, really, uh, I really admire you in every yeah. way. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Right? So he, uh, I, I'm a musician myself. I, I, I know your son. I make records. My name is George Thorogood. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mostly do old rock and roll covers, things like um, Bad to the Bone. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan's eyes light up. <laughs> and he says, oh, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have said more like George Thorogood. Bad. <laughs> That is amazing if he said that. I heard a good one. Did you hear this one that he uh, that Jacob Dylan uh, has his first album, The Wallflower, big hit, you know, big massive success album, The Wallflowers, uh, One Headlight and everything. And he uh, invites his dad over to listen to it, and he gets it all set in this listening room, good speakers. And he's like, I can't wait to play this for him, and uh, it's it's a big moment for me. Plays him the album, and at the end, lights come up, and Bob says. Sounds expensive. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Steve, we have to move the show along. I hate to say it. This was a blast. Thank you for having me. Get a hug. That was awesome, Steve. Thank you for. It's a little. Was that? I never know how to end anything. Was that too? Was that too abrupt? Or are you good? Okay. It's good. It's too much fun. It's too much, too much to know, too much to learn from the great one, the master, the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Star Wars reference. Um. All right, Matt, what are we doing? All right, we're going to let the boys do a little drop concert for oh, you if idea. everybody's interested in that while our <laughs> next guest sets up. And then we'll have a musical act after this, correct? Fire Tools. Fire Tools is in the house. Big, big moment for us in the show. So stick around. Uh, You can get up and use the uh, shitter if you want. uh, Or listen to the drop concert.
Without further ado, fire tools.
That was awesome. That, that was awesome. Woo! Fire tools. All right.